Last night, I, I don't do much on Saturday nights. Last night, I had the privilege of marrying two of our members, Chris and Lakeisha. And uh, after I married them, we talked for a few minutes and Nikki and I had to leave because she had to go to her office Christmas party and I had to go home and just uh, exude and get ready for today. But before we left home, I had what Dr. A. Lewis Patterson Jr. called a mirror the moment. And Dr. Patterson said every preacher ought to learn how to mirror the moment. And a song came on. Uh, our one of our security guards was the DJ last night. Uh, and he played this song, and one of our members jumped up and she started to dance. And uh I said to her, girl, sit down. And she kept on dancing. And she said, this is my song. But here is the thing. There was no one else dancing in the whole building. I'm not going to call for next name. Uh, that there was no one else dancing in the entire building. And she stood up at that table in front of her chair in a world all by herself. And there she shook it till she felt a little better. I do believe every one of us have a song. And regardless of what your song is, your song should make you move sometimes. Your, your song, whether it be secular, gospel, contemporary, whatever your song is, there are some songs that just pull on your emotions. There are some songs, some of you are moved by amazing grace. Some of you are moved by joy and pain, sunshine, and wh whatever your song is, that, that song should do something to you. That song should make you move. That, that song should uh, tickle your fancy. That song should arrest your emotions. Uh, Fanny J. Crosby. Uh, Fanny uh, was uh, a young girl and at uh, two months old she got sick and her father and stepmother took her to what they supposed was a doctor because their normal physician was out of town. Two, two months old baby Fanny is sick. Her father and Stepmom take her to what they think is a medical doctor to discover he was only, uh, in their terms, a quack. He was crazy. He was not really a 
doctor and he prescribed something for Fanny and her illness. But guess what? He was a quack. He was crazy. He was not a doctor. And as a result of what he did, Fanny Crosby was permanently blind from two months old until the day she died. But in spite of what she went through at a young age, God took her sight, but her mind went beyond normal minds. And at six and seven years old, she could learn how to memorize five chapters of the Bible at 12 years old she could recite the entire Pentateuch the entire laws of Moses she could do that and one day Fanny uh, was going through some things and she wrote over 9,000 hymns some you may know near the cross uh, is one hymn uh, blessed Assurance uh, is one hymn, and uh, uh, based upon her own life, uh, uh, Pass Me Not, <laughs> O Gentle Savior, uh, is one hymn she penned, and she penned that particular hymn based upon Luke chapter 18, verse number 38. Round there, it was Bartimaeus as Yahshua was walking through the city and old Bartimaeus was blind, but yet he desired to see. And when Jesus Christ walked by, Bartimaeus raised his voice and sung his song. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And based upon that text, Fanny Crosby put in that refrain of pass me not. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While others are calling you please don't pass me by and based upon that and her own life guess what that became her song what is your song in luke chapter one church we see mary sings her song because mary has just been told that she will become with child and she will carry the savior of the world. In verses 46, 47, and 49, I'm skipping 48 on purpose, we see her testimony. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in my Savior. 49, for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. Every now and then, church, you ought to tell of the goodness of God 
in your life. I said this on last Wednesday uh, in Bible study uh, in, in my home church of the Second Nazarene Baptist Church where I was born and raised. Um, every fifth Sunday uh, was Mission Sunday. Mm -hmm. Every fifth Sunday is where the old sisters would show up in white with doilies on their head uh, with support holes on wearing kitten heels smelling like white diamonds and fried chicken and it was in that moment they would stand up and say to the pastor saints and friends I just rose to tell my testimony. I got a question today. Is there anybody in fellowship got a testimony? Anybody in this house can stand up on your feet and wave your hand and shout, I got something to say. God's been good to me. Through a pandemic, he's kept me. Through hurt, harm, and danger, he's made a way for me. He's paid my bills. He's kept my family. He's kept my mind. He's made my enemies. Leave me alone every now and then. You need to tell your story. My soul magnifies the Lord. My soul makes God bigger despite what I'm going through. Because the more I make God bigger, the smaller my problems seem to be. The more I talk about Jesus, forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. One more time. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Not where I live, but in my Savior. Not when I drive, but in my Savior. Not if I'm rich or if I'm broke, but in my Savior. If I'm single, if I'm lonely, if I'm booed up, my soul rejoices in my Savior. Why? Because Negroes act funny and walk away from you. Money gets low and runs out. Boo or babe may find someone else tonight or tomorrow. But my Savior is here every day. This is my story. This is my soul. And I'm praising my Savior. Oh. For, for the mighty one 
has done. <laughs> Great things for me. One more time. For the mighty one has done great things for me. See, you looking for uh -huh, what you call a big blessing. Well, let me help you with that. By the mere fact you woke up this morning, great thing. And when you woke up, you had brand new mercies in your account. Great things. He kept your mind. Great things. He let the robbers and the murderers and the and the rapists pass by your house. Great things. He put food on your table. He made a way out of no way. Neither anybody in this house can say he has done great things. For me. Yeah. And so Mary has a testimony. And I believe somebody in this room, besides Mary, got something to say about Jesus. Kept you through a divorce, kept you in a pandemic, paid your bills, took the fish and bread made a way out of no way he has done here it is great things here it is for me and when i say for me i don't need your help to help me testify i can talk for myself he has done great things For me. But secondly, he says, he says, when you look at verse 48, he says, you see in her song her humility. He says, she says, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Uh, Leroy, Reverend Thomas, Leroy, I love perfection. Uh, several weeks ago, I was preaching about favor. And I said, favor ain't fair. And then uh, one of my friends from California texted me and said, Reverend, with all due respect to your sermon, she ain't no preacher. She says, favor is fair. And I said, keep on talking. And she said, Reverend, know this. Favor is fair. Watch this. Because favor is based upon the assessment of the giver and not the qualifications of the receiver. <laughs> Which means I might not be qualified, but because he's sovereign, 
if he chooses to bless me, guess what? I'm just black. has to be a sense of humility for he has looked with favor upon him. It is the lowliness of his servant. In the words of my mama, don't walk in church strutting like a peacock. Oh. As if you are God's gift to the church like you're the only one who can preach sing, give, or serve. Here it is, church. Your humility should come based upon your understanding. Two things. Number one, God don't need you. I can't hear nobody. God does not need you. Second of all, watch this. God chose to use you. And the gift that God gave you is a gift, here it is, for you to use for his glory and not your self-aggrandizement. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Charles Swindoll in his book Improving Your Serve raises the question are you are you a servant or, or are you a celebrity because you can't be both and what has happened in the church is too many singers and too many preachers have become too grand Now you can't speak to nobody. You can't hug. I know we're in a pandemic, but I'm talking about before the pandemic. Can't speak. Can't hug. Uh, can't touch nobody. Uh, here it is. Here it is. The gift that you have ain't about you. And when you make the gift about you, then you become the primary focus. And since God is jealous and he'll have no other gods before him, you have made yourself a demigod. And since God ain't going to share his glory, guess what? God don't have to kick you off your little throne. Um, uh, I'll be preaching... I don't know how long. Ninety-three. Mm. I started preaching in ninety-three. Twenty-eight years. Been pastoring twenty-five years in total. And every time I stand up to preach, my nerves are on 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 one thousand. And uh, not because y'all here. Because God is here. And, and I was ordaining a guy one time. And 
while we were talking about preaching in the ordination process. And I said, tell me, how do you feel when you, when you preach? He says, I'm always calm. I said, fail. 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 And, and he said, what I said, fail. Go back. You ain't ready. The counselor looked at me. He had eyes full of tears. He said, I've been studying for weeks. I don't care. Go back. Because if you are calm, you have no reverence for God. Because at the mere fact that you stand before a holy God, declaring his word, to put fear and trembling in your soul and the mere fact you are in front of me telling me you are calm you have no reverence for the holy God of your salvation don't you ever think God needs you because long after I'm dead or retired the fellowship church of Texas will roll on I ain't crazy. The church gonna live on. The church ain't the church ain't built on me. The church is bigger than one man or one woman. When I die, retire, if I live long enough to name my successor, or if I die and y'all find a replacement, I know y'all gonna mourn for about you know ninety days and six months. <laughs> and, and in a year's time y'all gonna hang my picture on the wall y'all take care of Nikki now don't, th don't throw her away uh, and uh, the next pastor will come up you know why? because I understand that the church is built on Jesus Christ and not me I ain't nobody I'm just a person that God decided to use to fulfill his plan for his church in this season humble yourself before the mighty hand of God don't, don't, don't ever get that comfortable with God that you think God needs to use you no matter what you do you are a chosen vessel and do it like God has called you. Do it like God has purposed for you and do it with a sense of excellency because you serve an excellent God. I'm done. I've been up here too long. Let me let y'all go. Uh, when you read verses 52 through 55, you see her outlook. She says, he has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly, which weaves in with my previous point. If you are looking, you don't have to ask God to bring you down. The, the, the hymn says, if, if, if I'm too high, Lord, bring me down. You, you ain't got to ask God to bring you down. Just keep living like you don't acknowledge him. 
Just keep living as if you are God. Just keep living as if the world and the church revolve around you and God will bring you down. It's much easier for you to come down than for God to bring you down. When God brings you down, he will bring you down low. And lifted up the lowly. You know, Paul, when I was a young preacher, you know, when you're young and silly, you want to you, you be in the pulpit. I used to love to be up here because all my heroes would be up there. And I would get that early Leroy because I wanted somebody to see me. And put me up there. You know, something about the preacher, the old preacher, they get in the pulpit and cross their leg and look distinguished. I wanted to look distinguished like the old preacher. I to sit up there and cross my leg. Didn't know nothing. I just wanted to be there and cross my leg. And uh, now I got up here and I don't want to be up here no more. And now when I go places, Leroy, uh, they, and I'm, you know, some folk know me, and they see me, Reverend, you want to come to the front? No, let me sit up there with the ushers. Yeah, I don't want to be up there. Right, let me, let me, let me come late and leave early. Yeah, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to say nothing. Because here it is, here it is, here it is. The older you get, hopefully, the more humility you'll get. And you understand this biblically. Here it is. If you want to be exalted, go low. Stop trying to be seen. Because guess what? We all have years of obscurity when no one knows who we are. But Solomon says, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. So you ain't got to hook and crook to be seen. Just use the gift that God has given to you and God will exalt you. Um, um, one, of, one, of, one, of, one of the old jealous, hating, miserable, envious preachers in town um, Raised the question concerning me. Uh, he ain't from here. So how does he know who he knows? And how has he preached at certain churches? He's not from here. Uh, how has he preached in pulpits? But just Willow Avenue and Brentwood. Church without walls and new faith. You know, the, the power brokers in town. Friendship, Dr. Sampson and others. How did he preach at those churches? Here's the question. Here, here's the answer. I don't know. But God. You see, when God's hand is on your life, you ain't got to jockey for place and position. Because when God's hand is on your life, here it is, lean in, lean in, people will find you. Y'all missed that. You, you, 
you ain't got to crook and steal. You ain't got to sell your body, sell yourself. You ain't got to prostitute yourself or your gift. Just do what you do and be who you be. Say your prayers. Put God first and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. Unto you. And he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has filled the hungry, not just the physical hungry, spiritual hungry. Because I got to be honest with you, some, some of my best, here it is, some of my best spiritual days have been my brokest financial days. Because child, when you broke, all you can do is pray. One more time. One more time, ball. When you broke, all you can do is pray. Because you can't go nowhere. You're trying to save gas. You can't go out to eat because you can't afford the bill. So all you can do is pray. But someone beside you... I, hell, I know I ain't been broke with myself. Somebody been here been broke besides me. And in your brokest moments, you draw near to God and he fills your soul up with something money came by. His power, his presence in your life. He has, he has helped this celebrate Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Yeah. Israel, don't you forget I've been good to you. I made a way for you. When y'all were in bondage in Egypt, I sent my servant Moses based upon my name to bring you out. When you were in Babylon in captivity, I still brought you out. Told you to build houses. Told you to plant your gardens because you raised the question how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land but I made a way for you and someone in this house today can say like Israel I can't forget how good God's been to me I can't forget how he's made a way out of no way, anybody here can look back over your life and say, the Lord's been good to me. The Lord's made a way for me. Clap your hands today and tell your neighbor every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. Every time I turn around, he keeps on making a way. Is there anybody here can lift up your hands in the sanctuary and say, I am a living testimony. I should have been dead in 
my grave, but grace and mercy brought me through. I'm glad he was born. I'm glad he came in the world, but him being born did not seal my salvation. But one Friday on a hill called Calvary, he died. Didn't he die? What can wash away my sins? What can make me hold again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He died. Didn't he die? But I'm so glad right early Sunday morning he got up all power in his hand. Anybody here feel alright? Anybody feel like I feel? I got a feeling that everything is gonna be alright. Won't he do it? Won't he fix it? Won't he make a way? Say, 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 Sing your song. Sing your song. You might be off key. Sing your song. You might be off beat. But sing your song. And guess what? You might be the only one who knows the words. That's why it's your song. 